Hey, welcome to Socialism for All. Today's date is October 26, 2020, and this is an audiobook of In Behalf of the IWW by Helen Keller from 1918. Many people know Helen Keller as a woman who was deaf and blind and yet managed to become educated and become an effective public advocate and activist. Um, fewer people know that she was a committed socialist who worked with the IWW. The IWW was a radical anti-capitalist labor union that challenged all the norms for the labor movement of the time. They tried to build what Lenin called both the trade union consciousness, that is, advocating uh, for better conditions, better pay, better hours, etc. for workers, but also a revolutionary consciousness, um, not just fighting for the day-to-day -day benefits, but going beyond that and saying, we'll take what benefits we can get now, but also advocating for socialist revolution and an end to capitalism. So this uh, pamphlet or article in behalf of the IWW was first published in The Liberator, March 1918. The source is Helen Keller, Her Socialist Years from International Publishers, 1967. Transcription was by Brian Baggins, and the online version is from the Helen Keller Reference Archive, Marxists.org, 2000. So let's begin the audiobook. Down through the long, weary years, the will of the ruling class has been to suppress either the man or his message when they antagonized its interests. From the execution of the propagandist and the burning of books, down through the various degrees of censorship and expurgation to the highly civilized legal indictment and winking at mob crime by constituted authorities, the cry has ever been, crucify him. The ideas and activities of minorities are misunderstood and misrepresented. It is easier to condemn than to investigate. It takes courage to steer one's course through a storm of abuse and ignominy. But I believe that discussion of even the most bitterly controverted matters is demanded by our love of justice, by our sense of fairness, and an honest desire to understand the problems that are rending society. Let us review the facts relating to the situation of the IWWs since the United States entered the war with the declared purpose to conserve the liberties of the free peoples of the world. Comment from S4A. This is, of course, World War I, and uh, there was a major, major trial against many leaders of the IWW for speaking out against that war. During the last few months in Washington State, at Pasco, and throughout the Yakima Valley, many IWW members have been arrested without warrants, thrown into bullpens without access to attorney, denied bail and trial by jury, and some of them shot. Did any of the leading newspapers denounce these acts as unlawful, cruel, undemocratic? No. On the contrary, most of them indirectly praised the perpetrators of these crimes for their patriotic service. On August 1st, 1917, in Butte, Montana, a cripple, Frank Little, a member of the executive board of the IWW, was forced out of bed at 3 o'clock in the morning by masked citizens, dragged behind an automobile, and hanged on a railroad trestle. Were the offenders punished? No. A high government official has publicly condoned this murder, thereby upholding lynch law and mob rule. On the 12th of last July, 1,200 minors were deported from Bisbee, Arizona without legal process. Comment, those are people who work in mines, not young people. 
Among them were many who were not IWWs or even in sympathy with them. They were all packed into freight cars like cattle and flung upon the desert of New Mexico, where they would have died of thirst and hunger if an outraged society had not protested. President Wilson telegraphed the governor of Arizona that it was a bad thing to do, and a commission was sent to investigate, but nothing has been done. No measures have been taken to return the miners to their homes and families. Last September 5th, an army of officials raided every hall and office of the IWW from Maine to California. They rounded up 166 IWW officers, members, and sympathizers, and now they are in jail in Chicago awaiting trial on the general charge of conspiracy. In a short time, these men will be tried in a Chicago court. The newspapers will be full of stupid, if not malicious, comments on their trial. Let us keep an open mind. Let us try to preserve the integrity of our judgment against the misrepresentation, ignorance, and cowardice of the day. Let us refuse to yield to conventional lies and censure. Let us keep our hearts tender towards those who are struggling mightily against the greatest evils of the age. Who is truly indicted, they or the social system that has produced them? A society that permits the conditions out of which the IWWs have sprung stands self-condemned. The IWW is pitted against the whole profit-making system. It insists that there can be no compromise so long as the majority of the working class lives in want, while the master class lives in luxury. According to its statement, quote, There can be no peace until the workers organize as a class, take possession of the resources of the earth, and the machinery of production and distribution, and abolish the wage system, unquote. In other words, the workers in their collectivity must own and operate all the essential industrial institutions and secure to each laborer the full value of his produce. I think it is for this declaration of democratic purpose, and not for any wish to betray their country, that the IWW members are being persecuted, beaten, imprisoned, and murdered. Surely the demands of the IWW are just. It is right that the creators of wealth should own what they create. When shall we learn that we are related one to the other, that we are members of one body, that injury to one is an injury to all? Until the spirit of love for our fellow workers, regardless of race, color, creed, or sex, shall fill the world, until the great mass of the people shall be filled with a sense of responsibility for each other's welfare, social justice cannot be attained, and there can never be lasting peace upon earth. I know those men are hungry for more life, more opportunity. They are tired of the hollow mockery of mere existence in a world of plenty. I am glad of every effort that the working men made to organize. I realize that all things will never be better until they are organized, until they stand all together like one man. That is my hope of world democracy. Despite their errors, their blunders, and the ignominy heaped upon them, I sympathize with the IWWs. Their cause is my cause. While they are threatened and imprisoned, I am manacled. If they are denied a living wage, I too am defrauded. While they are industrial slaves, I cannot be free. My hunger is not satisfied while they are unfed. I cannot enjoy the good things of life that come to me while they are hindered and neglected. The mighty mass movement of which they are a part is discernible all over the world. Under the fire of the great guns, 
the workers of all lands, becoming conscious of their class, are preparing to take possession of their own. That long struggle in which they have successively won freedom of body from slavery and serfdom, freedom of mind from ecclesiastical despotism, and more recently a voice in government, has arrived at a new stage. The workers are still far from being in possession of themselves or their labor. They do not own and control the tools and materials which they must use in order to live, nor do they receive anything like the full value of what they produce. Working men everywhere are becoming aware that they are being exploited for the benefit of others, and that they cannot be truly free unless they own themselves and their labor. The achievement of such economic freedom stands in prospect, and at no distant date as the revolutionary climax of the age. And that's the end of the audiobook. So a few things stand out to me as uh, I read through this. First of all, this is from uh, 102 years ago. 102 and a half years ago, to be exact. Okay. It's from March. Um, but, uh, you know, people try to tell you, liberals usually, will try to tell you uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever, you know, oh, socialism, that's not relevant anymore. Andrew Yang was saying this on his Fox News interview uh, during the Democratic primaries this year. Oh, yeah, the distinction between, you know, socialism and capitalism, it's irrelevant. It's uh, this is a thing from the 20th century. It's X, Y, Z. Everything that Helen Keller describes here that was happening 100 plus years ago, it's still happening today. Capitalism runs on very simple logic. It's just about who owns the means of production. Everything else just flows from that. Capitalism, I mean, there are a lot of little tedious ins and outs of the actual administration of it. The overall logic is fairly basic. You put industry in the hands of, you know, a tiny few. They use that industry to gain more capital, more wealth. And uh, they keep everybody else working for them and unable to amass any capital of their own. That's the system. It's, uh, I mean, you can, you can write extensive breakdowns, and, and Marx did, uh, and, and we should read and study those. You know, after all, capitalists get MBAs. That's how they manage capitalism. We socialists, in trying to set up a new system to take over the global economy, we also need to know what we're talking about. But uh, the bottom line here is that capitalism has not changed really in 100 years. Its effects on society have not changed, not really, in a hundred years. Because it's basically simple logic. Some of the technology has changed, but the principles of, you know, how the wealth flows, who owns industry, uh, you know, rent is still rent. Interest on loans is still interest on loans. You know, retail capitalism, selling things at a markup. Industrial capitalism, uh, which is taking surplus value from workers at the point of production. Financial capitalism, charging interest on debt. Those are unchanged. So their, their impacts on society are unchanged. And everything that she's describing here, you know, about just mass roundups of people, uh, assassinations, you know, I mean, that's been ongoing ever since. Anti-war demonstrators, uh, just look at the George Floyd protests this, this summer. There were several, um, there was, I remember, a black uh, trans activist, um, I think in Louisiana, who was murdered mysteriously 
air quotes. There were also, there were several male black teenagers who were found hanged in like lynch mob style in California. I can't remember the town offhand, but that came to mind as we were reading this. That did not seem, well, first of all, the authorities were trying to pass those off as suicide. Sorry, no. And, uh, you know, let alone that they were several people all connected with each other in activity. I forget if they were related by family or what. Um, I'll have to see if I can dig that up. Or if you know, please leave it in the comments. But capitalism's capitalism. It's been doing the same goddamn bullshit to the working class for at least these hundred years. And again, if you go back and read Marx and Engels, you know, some of the language is a little bit different. The technology certainly is different. But the principles of the injustices, how capital affects labor, are the same. So on that note, I'm going to leave it here. Um, there is another Helen Keller audiobook up at the channel, Socialism for All. Just do a search on the YouTube if you want, and you can listen to the other one. But uh, she was a big uh, IWW supporter, a wobbly, and uh, that's what the other one is about as well. So thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to have more videos up this week. I have a bunch picked out to start recording. I've just had my hands full with some other things. Thanks to our current patrons. Uh, there are eight names on the screen. I just got a ninth, but uh, I'm waiting till uh, November because I've had a few people sign up as patrons uh, and then actually like ditch out before they got billed at the first of the month. So, you know, you get credited uh, when you actually make a contribution. So anyway, but uh, yeah, we're kind of up to nine patrons, you know, assuming everybody hangs in. So that's great. Uh, every contribution is appreciated. Of course, the more actual money I get, uh, the more time I can spend on this. And, and I do really want to do that. So if you can afford two bucks a month, I appreciate it or more. I appreciate that as well. But uh, if you can't, uh, I understand, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of money right now either. Uh, definitely, if you can share the videos, just you know, spread it to your Discord, Facebook groups. Uh, I was using Facebook as a major way of spreading S4A, and Facebook limited my ability, well, ended my ability as S4A to uh, comment in groups. So uh, it's up to you. Fortunately, the YouTube is about at 900 subs, which is great. So I think we're just going to keep growing. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next video.